0: Welcome to Transformation in 10, bringing you expert insights for navigating the transformations impacting application delivery. This podcast is presented by Tricentis and brought to life by our special guests across the quality DevOps, cloud, and business worlds. Welcome listeners, Emma here, and it's that time again when I'm joined by another esteemed guest in the tech world. And today I'm very happy to be joined by Cornelia Davis, Cornelia is the Chief Technology Officer at WeaveWorks and member of the Technical Oversight Committee of the Cloud Native Computing Foundation. So welcome, Cornelia. How are you doing? Oh, thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm doing quite well today. How about you?
0: Brilliant. Yeah. Also doing, doing really good. It's good to connect good. from Vienna. You're out there in your lodge in Oregon. Yep. <laughs> Looking yep. wonderful. Yep. So a little bit of background for our listeners. We theme our episodes each month on a different digital transformation topic, just to make things up a bit. And in June, we are discussing the cloud, something that is top of mind for every tech professional right now. And I am delighted to kick this topic off with you, Cornelia. I read that you are deeply motivated by the desire to help enterprises transform their businesses through the leverage of the cloud platform which really fits the collaborative spirit of this podcast. And if you don't know already, Weaveworks is the leader in cloud native and reliability with GitOps, making Kubernetes management easy since 2014. Our last guest, Tracy Reagan, who kindly put the two of us in touch, helped me try to pronounce that word. (laughs) It's a work in progress, (laughs) Kubernetes, (laughs) but I'll get there. Uh, So we have a head start there. So let's ease in gently. Uh, Cornelia, can you give us a quick crash course in the cloud? So what are the main components that separate this environment from others and make it desirable? Yeah.
1: So so the cloud is, to a large extent, um, there's, there's some nuances, but I'll keep it relatively simple here. And that is that the cloud is um, really up on the Internet. So the big characterization for most enterprises, most organizations is it's not in my own data center anymore. Um, it's in somebody else's data center. Now, those enterprises might have been in somebody else's data center, but I wouldn't necessarily call that cloud. The thing that makes cloud cloud different from, hey, I'm just using somebody else's data center, are several things. First of all, this the um the Assets that you're leveraging in the cloud are managed, which means you have a whole heck of a lot less to do. Now, Rackspace managed stuff for you before, and I wouldn't necessarily call that cloud. So it's not only the the fact that they're managed, it's some of these other elements. Some of those elements are that there's an API for you to be able to obtain and manage those assets yourself. So that enables self-service. It's also multi-environment. And that that multi-environment is something that you have access to as a user of the cloud. So you can say, hey, I want to run in two different regions, two different Amazon regions. I want to run in US West and US East. So that is an abstraction I have available to me. I don't have to call anyone up to say, hey, I want to run in two different data centers. I can do that myself. Um, and of course, you benefit from the efficiencies of scale. So these cloud providers can do things at scale. Um, and you get to have two different regions because they've already they have enough customers to warrant having two different data centers in two different regions.
0: Awesome. So that's a really helpful distinction. So you're not just putting it out there into the void of the cloud. It does have those extra elements of uh, centralized management, the API benefits, the multi-environment, and and as you say, the real growth aspect. So That's a great one-on-one. Thank you. Let's say we're in the cloud. Being in the cloud is one thing, but transitioning to that environment is quite a mammoth task that many of our customers are undertaking as we speak or it's on their roadmap. What are the top considerations that need to be top of mind when making this transition?
1: So everything that I talked about sounded really great about the cloud, right? (laughs) These are all the things that are highly desirable about the cloud, but there is definitely a big old but. And What I'd like to distill that down to is that when you move into the cloud, you are taking on two fundamental attributes, and that is that by definition, your system is now going to be highly distributed. Now, if you've lifted and shifted your stuff from your on-prem data center into Amazon or into Azure and you've made no changes to it, maybe you're not as distributed, but you're going to be in a world of hurt. So part of this transition is that this recognition that now that I have multiple regions available, I need to be able to write my stuff so that it it can take advantage of multiple regions. So I'm going to be more distributed to gain those values. And the Mm -hmm. second thing is that that cloud environment is constantly changing. Now, that change comes from a number of different places. Part of it is that we like to release software a whole lot more frequently than we did before. That's change that we're applying to the system. But then there's also the change of, well, you know what? The cloud provider is managing the system for you. So if they find that they need to patch an operating system on a machine, they're going to do it. They're not going to ask your permission. So there's going to be some change that you're going to have to adapt to. And so that's the biggest thing. I mean, I I wrote a book where the first four words in chapter one of that book are, it's not Amazon's fault. And it goes and it tells the story of an Amazon regional outage and various companies that didn't do so well because they didn't adapt to the high distribution and the constant change. And then Netflix, who did adapt to those two characteristics, it was a shrug for them. They were like, ah, so a region went down, no big deal. Yeah.
0: Wow. So yeah, can take into consideration all those factors, like the fact that it is highly distributed. And there are just more players, as you say, if you have those cloud providers. And it's really interesting that you use those two major names and you look at the difference. And While you mention your book, I don't suppose it's, is it Cloud Native Patterns, that book?
1: Yep, that's the one, yeah.
0: Awesome. Uh, So you authored that book, and it's a guide to developing apps that thrive in the cloud environment. So can you give us an overview of the kind of uh, patterns and commonalities that you see across those cloud successful apps?
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. And so it's a book that's targeted at application developers and architects. So it's really targeted at the, what do you need to do in your application designs to adapt to this constantly changing, highly distributed world. And it probably won't surprise you to hear that at the core is it's all about redundancy, because you can't expect mm-hmm. anything to be stable. So and if you only have one of anything, and something affects that one thing, then your whole system is going to potentially crumble. So it's all about redundancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that redundancy, I, I like to characterize it as to having redundancy along three different axes there's redundancy of compute so it's the actual you know microservice for example that you've built you're not going to deploy a single instance of it you're going to deploy multiple instances of that processing capability so the microservices you have lots of instances now that implies a bunch of patterns around well if i'm deploying multiple instances then How does somebody who needs to call one of those instances know where to find it? So, you need these patterns like Mm. service discovery that's going to allow some client Mm. to find the instance. Particularly, remember, it's constant change. So, if that instance has moved somewhere else, I still need to be able to find it. So, there's patterns around handling the redundancy around compute, there's patterns around handling redundancy of data, data storage. So there's patterns around. Mm-hmm. So modern modern databases have redundancy kind of built mm-hmm. deeply into the system. So you get to, when you're, for example, configuring your Cassandra, you get to say, okay, I'm not going to consider something written to the database until I know I have three copies of it. So redundancy is sure. built in. But then there's some other patterns like event sourcing that help you then mm-hmm. keep things in in synchronous and, you know, keep things linked up across this highly distributed network. And then there's also redundancy of interactions. So when I've got one microservice that's calling another, if the one makes the call and never hears back, does it give up and go home? No. Core pattern is it's going to retry. But then if you retry, you have to be careful that you don't overwhelm the downstream system with retries mm. in case there's a network blip. Yeah. So you have to worry about things like circuit breakers and so on. So that's really what the cloud native right. patterns are, is it's all built around this core tenant of redundancy. And then what are the thing, the mm-hmm. patterns you put in place to handle redundancy in this highly distributed, constantly changing environment. Mm-hmm.
0: That's fascinating, especially when it is, you know, somewhat of a daunting task to transition to the cloud so that there is some comfort in these patterns, you know, even though it's a rapidly changing environment, the fact that you can kind of, there are these commonalities that you, that you should be aware of is is really awesome. So as you say yep. that those redundancies across computing of data, event sourcing, you know, striking that balance with, with retries. And because so many people are doing it right now or have done it, there's so many so many learnings can be applied. So yeah. thank you for, for the writing of that book. And I'm sure it's an ever-growing, ever ever-learning experience.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely.
0: It is reassuring that there are patterns that we can apply to manage the cloud, as explained very nicely there by Cornelia, with regards to redundancy. If that has whet your appetite to find out more, why not get a copy of Cornelia's book called Cloud Native Patterns Designing Change Tolerance Software. Cornelia has shared that what sets the cloud apart is its self-service and scale capabilities, but that we do need to be mindful that it's highly distributed and ever-changing. Now that's only part one of our chat, so do stay tuned for part two of my discussion with Cornelia. Many thanks for listening. Until next airtime.